Okay, so olivine is actually, it's a mineral, I believe. It's called a mineral. Uh, and it exists in the beaches of Diamond Head in uh, on Oahu, where I grew up. Like, that's my favorite surf spot. And I've always loved the sand there because it has this, like, green undertone to it, right? And what's cool is when it gets wet, it looks like, right? Like, it's in the word olivine, olive. It has this olive green buttery color to it. And the texture that I associate with that is the sand at Diamond Head. And it feels like brown sugar. You know, when you're making um, cookies and you could just feel how that can, that brown sugar can pack down, right? It has like a stickiness to it and um, a complexity too. And when you walk by it, like on your way out to go surfing, it twinkles like the night sky or like something out of the Hubble telescope. And it's just this thing that sometimes people walk over without thinking how miraculously beautiful it is. But um, it's a result of volcanic activity. So, And the big island is also known as Hawaii, right? And that can be a little bit confusing for people, but it's the largest geographical size. It's an island and it's the newest island, right? And then Oahu is the most populated island. That's the one where I'm from, but it's much smaller in area. And to travel to these islands, you can't drive over bridges. You got to get on ferries. Or <laughs> you got to fly. You got to yeah. fly. You can't even do ferries. They said the, the ocean is so, yeah. I noticed when I was taking pictures, you know, for colors, are you getting this as an inspiration from the actual sand? Because you said it reminds you sometimes of butter, of uh, brown sugar. So the copper, I actually, it sounds sort of funny, but I stumbled upon this paint. And I absolutely fell in love because it's made out of real copper, right? Like it's not um, pigment that's been altered to sort of look like copper. I mean, it is on the table of elements, a CU copper. And what I love about this paint is that it's so dense and complex. And when you put it in the sunshine, it has this depth to it where you get completely lost in the pigment. And the other property of this paint that I'm obsessed with is the fact that I can use an oxidizing agent to turn it green. So some of my paintings where you see copper and almost this like aqua green color, that's oxidized copper. It's all copper. So oh, I think wow. that's cool. Yeah, it's really fun to play with. So the copper. So is this paint, is, do you have to break the paint down and you have to heat it or get it to a certain temperature or it just comes like this? So the copper paint is all in one big bucket, right? And then I paint with it and I layer bits of the oxidizing agent, which is like a separate solution um, into it. And using that solution is all about timing because you get a really different effect if you put it in uh, one minute after you apply paint, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And so as I got to experiment with layering this oxidizing agent. I realized it was a great opportunity to create um, layers and a sense of depth and story and put time. Are you using, do you use any indoor outdoor paints or you just stick to, store to oil paintings or you use a little bit of hodgepodge of everything? I use a little bit of everything and I love buying my paints from the art store, right? From all the different types of complex um, pigments that they can create there. And I love how they're always innovating and making these colors that wouldn't have been around if it weren't for the technology today. Like there's this one pigment that I was obsessed with, with for a while. It's so funny because when I saw it, I completely, it, it, well, the real name of it is called Interference Purple. 
right? And I fell in love with this paint because when you mix this paint with other colors, it creates this kaleidoscopic watery change to the piece where it just blows your mind. So in my head, I renamed it from interference purple to unicorn. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm really into using this material called or this medium that's called fiber paste. And it's really cool because it's similar to paper mache, but imagine you had paper mache. Um, so paper plus glue, and then you put it into a blender what would that sort of um, pulpy texture feel like? And it's so cool because it creates these sharp peaks that are almost like the mountains and how the Grinch stole Christmas or have almost a, a susical look to them because they have a uh, fiber and they just have these really uh, textural complex lines to them. So I've been loving using those. I've also recently done a couple paintings with um, beach glass, like dulled down beach glass. And then I build the texture by gluing it onto the wood. And then I paint on top of that. So somebody told me that <laughs> that piece of mine looked a lot like a dragon from Game of Thrones. So uh, everybody sees different things in these abstracts. And that's part of the fun is when somebody maps their own story into it. And it's surprising. And there's a bit of delight on my end, because I'm like, Oh, I never thought that. Some of my paintings, well, some of my paintings are incredibly heavy. Like some of them are 60, 70 pounds. Some of them are lighter. It all depends what I'm making. And it's sort of fun um, to see people's reaction when they experience the art in real life and they realize that a painting is either lighter or heavier than they thought. And so, I mean, every medium that I use has different properties. All the, like when I'm layering the sand, that makes things heavy too. And in addition to that, I buy a lot of my um, wooden panels from custom art surfaces in downtown LA. And they make really high quality wooden frames that are so beautiful and heavy and substantial. And I like that feeling because um, I want these pieces to feel epic and to feel we are putting on an immersive art experience that you've never seen before. And it's going to be super fun. And um, my friend Leah, she's, or sorry, my friend Whitney, who runs Leah Collective, she is a brilliant swimsuit designer. Um, she makes these really textured, uh, very beautifully. Oh my gosh. The, all the prints, like I just want to wear her swimsuits out in public, honestly. Um, but she makes these really beautiful modern bathing suits. And it's at her pop-up space that's on Montana Avenue. And the thing that we both love is texture and beautiful colors. And it's funny because her swimsuits look like my paintings um, would go to the beach and wear those swimsuits. Wow. You know, like. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes. But we have... Uh, It'll be an experiential thing. I don't want to give away too much because I do want to surprise people when they're there. But this is a totally new way to enjoy art with your community, with your local community. <laughs> okay, so this is pretty funny because I had been looking for different pop-up spaces in L.A. for Mm, probably about four weeks or so. And I'd also scouted some locations in New York and I hadn't quite found anything that I was really excited about. Um, and I was walking down Montana Avenue and all of a sudden I see a sign that says uh, Leia Collective pop-up 
right? Like resort wear pop-up. So I walk into the store and I'm greeted by this friendly woman who starts telling me about her cool swimsuits. We get along really well. And I ask her, how did you get a pop-up here? And she said, oh yeah, you know, I came together. Like I was able to use this beautiful space. And she told me more about her brand. And then she just said, do you want to do a pop-up here? And I thought, let's do it. <laughs> let's put our minds together and let's get people out of their houses and out at night and out socializing and having a good time experiencing art. Um, so I've been making art projects with my friends in some capacity my entire life. I was a weird ninth grader who set up a green screen in my hallway and taught myself how to keep people out and put in different backgrounds. And so it was natural that I went to USC for film school. And when I was there, I just kept working on any set, any project I could get my hands on. I worked uh, in art departments. I did a little bit of cinematography, editing, post-production. I tried it all, but you know, after going to USC, I I uh, worked in visual effects, right? And that was an incredible place to be because I got to learn how to learn software very, very quickly, right? And I got to see how a business is run and I got to see how a project is managed from concept to completion um, and really just how to get things done and through the finish line. So, uh, you know, I used to work full-time in visual effects on Super Bowl commercials, all sorts of fun things that you've probably seen before. Um, and I was a nuke editor or a nuke compositor. And uh, I eventually went freelance. And when I went freelance, then I was able to sell more and more of my art, which I was gradually already starting to do. And then I was able to make the leap full-time into being an artist. So every day I'm grateful that I've had the experiences that I have in the post-production world, um, learning about film, because honestly, it all feels like an extension of the same types of things because putting on an art show is problem solving. And it's a lot like being on a film set. I mean, I've had, you know, I've had multiple friends in here recently asking them like, hey, how do you think I can do this better? Or how should I light the paintings at the show? I mean, I'm still going to Sammy's, uh, the rental house here in LA to get lenses and um, lights and things like that. So uh, I think the important thing is that for our creative community here in LA, ask for help if you need help on a project, but then also help your friends out and go the extra mile. And you know, my friends who have helped me on this project, I'm so grateful for their their editorial eye, their fresh ideas. And I hope to give the same back to them when they do their shows or have parties or get their work out there. And I think it's up to us to help each other out because it takes a village to put on an art show. If you were your nine-year-old self and you looked in the mirror, what would you tell your 21-year-old self now? <laughs> I'd say, damn, you still have the same haircut. <laughs> um, well, what do you think? I think yeah, I would what say, would you say it's a good question. Um, let me think. I think I would say just keep learning as much as possible and soak it up, whatever situation you're in, soak it up and then ask yourself, how can I do this better? Or what can I do to make this more beautiful or more connective? And so for me, it's a lot about taking risk 
and failure is just part of art, right? Like you make something, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's terrible. And the better you are as an artist, the more you start to hone in your own voice. So for me, I would tell myself, keep taking a lot of risks. Don't be afraid to do different things, but always take an editing eye to your own work and ask, how could this be better? Projects are on the horizon for you. Do you foresee yourself doing any facades or hotels or like a lobby and hotel? Like my dream is to be able to do, well, yeah, lobby, a lobby in a hotel, a boutique hotel, particularly a British one in Chelsea or Hyde Park. That'd be amazing. That sounds so much fun, doesn't it? Like because these boutique hotels are so creative and beautiful now. And what's cool is that they tell a story from the linens that they choose, the lighting, um, even the scent that they use. Uh, I was at the Pali Hotel the other day down in Santa Monica, and they happened to use the same perfume that I use, which is the fig scented perfume from Diptyque. And when I smelled that, I was just like, oh, I'm home. I love this place. So it's a way of creating art from every single sense. And I think about myself as a creator that way too. Like, I don't want to just make the painting. I want the painting to be lit beautifully. I want there to be champagne flowing. I want things to smell good. Um, It's all about every sense that you can engage, I think, with creating an artistic experience. So being part of a hotel lobby. Um, But it was a mind. It was, I felt the energy. You can feel the uh, emotion, the uh, spirits, um, being in that that mountainous, like you, like, you know, I was at with all those volcanoes. It's very spiritual feeling. Like, I, I think at one point I broke down in tears. I think mm-hmm. I was speaking to my mom or something. It rained on me. I stood in the rain. I've never done that much, maybe once in my entire life, honestly. And as a grown human being, like, I stood in the middle of the ocean, like, on one of those little um, lava things. And I stood there and um, I let the rain rain on me. And it felt so good. It was summer rain because it's so humid there. Mm-hmm. But um, it was very uh, spiritual for me. I feel like I had a breakthrough or something. Do you feel like, um, and I feel like a lot of people say the same thing with waves and when they surf. Do you feel like, do you feel that way when you surf, that you have this connection with the ocean? And so that's probably oh, why yeah. you have that connection to your paintings, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of why I like painting, right? Is that you're working with water. And I grew up always seeing the water, always knowing that I'm absolutely so small compared to the ocean. And that's a very comforting feeling to me because uh, it's very humbling. And when you're out surfing, the water is so powerful. And if you're lucky enough to get a wave, it's one of the best feelings in the world. I mean, surfing actually feels a lot like painting. Um, It's the same feeling where you're sort of balancing the chaos and the unpredictability of the waves with like being in the right position and you feel the sense of balance and like you're going in the right direction. And when you catch a wave, everything starts, at least for me, goes into slow motion and you start seeing the world as if time were cut in very fine uh, detail, almost like something was shot at 240 frames per second and then slowed down. So um, yeah, absolutely. That that has really impacted my life as an artist. You know when it's done. And sometimes you got to take a break from it, have a glass of wine, go back to it, have another glass of wine, go back to it. <laughs> but ultimately, it's so cool because um, you've reopened that door and rekindled that relationship with 
with material and with um, texture for me. And I'm sure it's going to do the same for others. And the fact that you're such a kick-ass human being and you empower so many and you make people feel limitless, right? Because you inspire from these paintings because they don't feel effeminate at all by any means. They're not a little cute. It's not like, oh, that's a pretty orchid. It's like, no, that's that's not. <laughs> that's a powerful word. And like, if people didn't know from your from your artist statement picture, Kelsey could be your unisex name, right? Like you wouldn't know. And I think that's the beauty of I think that's the beauty of your work is that it just feels so strong. Do you, um, my final question would be to you, do you feel like people feel the same way or they have that same impression about your work that we do? I mean, I think that everybody has like different tastes, different style, different things that appeal to them, right? Because we've all been living in the world and having different experiences, being exposed to different color palettes, right? Like a lot of times I ask myself when I visit a new city, what are the five dominant colors here that I see, right? Like the sky, what is the air like, right? And all these things inform our perspective and our taste. And so when people see my art and they gravitate towards certain pieces, a lot of the times there's like this instinctive love that comes across, right? And this connection. And to me, that's the beauty of art is that I might not know this person. They might be a brand new person in my life and they've never met me before. And somehow by like, just, I don't know, the incredible way the world works, we find ourselves both looking at the same painting and seeing different things, but feeling a sense of connection. And that's ultimately what I hope to achieve with my art. Like, I want people to know that they're not alone and that we're together in this world. And I really hope that this makes people feel like they're creative too, because I think the term creativity has been sort of narrowly defined for some reason like we only think you're creative if you're wearing a beret and smoking a cigarette and painting and oil painting right but there's hey, wait, so, <laughs> there's so <laughs> many <laughs> i know i know uh, but there are so many different ways to be creative i mean i think engineers are creative when they figure out how to manufacture something in a more elegant way and so i just want everybody to know that they have a creativity to them and to lean into that because we need people who are problem solvers in this world. Right. And we, we definitely do open-minded people who are also willing to share and inform and uh, do some research. We were talking about that earlier. That's so interesting. The whole theme of today's artistic talks were all about design and not just the design of these pieces of work or performances in a movie or TV show, but also the way that the world is designed and how we are designed to react to one another. So it's kind of interesting. Wow. So I guess we covered everything. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us that we didn't touch on that um, we should talk about or we can touch on? Because I'm super stoked about your uh, your event. I think it's awesome. I think it's so cool. You're, so, you're such an um, enterpriser. And I feel like that's another amazing trait naturally that you have that's so powerful and it's like just amazing but is there anything else that you think we could we touch on that we didn't that we met a missed or we're good mm, i mean 
Well, first of all, I want to say thank you. This has been so much fun. I feel like we're actually in the same room right now, just having a nice time in the art studio. Um, And yeah, I mean, 360 Magazine always looks out for me. And I love how you guys are really putting the spotlight on creators. And I think that that's so important. So thank you for including me as part of your family. And I also just want to say thank you to Whitney at Leia Swim and all the great work she's doing to, you know, invite me to do this pop up. And like, I honestly, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a lot more happening in the future. And everybody stay tuned because I'd love you to come to an art party one day.